0: Well, let's turn to Matthew 28, verse 18. We've been in a series called Commissioned for some weeks now. Of course, we had Father's Day last week. Commissioned. Matthew 28, verse 18, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and Of all nations in the uh, in mark 16 verse 15 it says he said to them go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature go into all the world and preach the gospel the good news Luke 24 verse 46 says then he said to them thus it is written and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at jerusalem repentance and remissions of sins should be preached that's the gospel remission of sins is only through the blood of the lord jesus christ it's in no other name and it's no other way that we can be saved that we can become clean There is no other legal way to God other than the Lord Jesus Christ, period. You know, it's become, of course, uh, popular in the day and age we live in, although it's nothing new, it was written about in the Bible, uh, that there are many ways to God. People get off, they they believe, well, God, you know, Jesus didn't really come in the flesh, and there's just, there's always been these ideas of uh you know people believe they have to work their way to god but the bible teaches us that there only is one way jesus said i am the way the truth the life no man comes to the father but through me and so that's the gospel that we're to share with people that's the good news that's the truth that remission of sins is through him and him only. And the good news is you don't have to do anything to earn that. He's already paid for it. Our our role is just to receive it. Second Corinthians five verse seventeen says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation that is that god was in christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation verse 20 now then we are ambassadors for christ as though god were pleading through us we implore you on christ's behalf to be reconciled to god So, through Christ, the world was reconciled to God, whether they know it or not, but they need to know. They need to be told, well, whose job is that? That's our job, the church. The church is not a building. The church is not a location. The church is not an organization. The church is not a physical structure or a club. It is those that have received remission of sins that have received the gospel that have received what god has already accomplished and have come in been made new verse 17 says been made new a new creation that we are now the righteousness of god it says in verse 21 that we have become right in him and are part of the family of god those are the church and to the church the ones he's saying here it says we are ambassadors for christ as though god were pleading uh, through us we implore you on christ's behalf be reconciled to god in the nlt let's read these verses to in the nlt it says uh in verse 17 this means that anyone who belongs to christ has become a new person see those who belong to christ that's the church Notice, it's, de- it, it's not talking about a denomination. See, men have made denominations. There are so many denominations, and people that you know, think they don't, aren't a part of a denomination, you're actually part of a denomination. I mean, it might not be formal, but it's a way of believing in what happened over time. I mean, there's only one church. The Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, there's just one church. You're either in the church or out of the church. That's it. There's only two kinds of people in the world, Christians and non-Christians. I mean, you're either in the church or not. It's not all these divisions that men have made. So there was one church, but then you know people go along so far, and then they get in an argument, or they get they, they decide they don't like something anymore. So well, we gotta that's not true. So we gotta come over here and make uh, you know a new denomination with mostly the same stuff, but we just disagree over here. So now a new denomination. And then they go for a while, and then well, but we disagree on this, so now we're gonna make a new denomination and. So that's what's happened over time, and people wonder, why is there all that? That's why, over time. But really, there's only one church. There's only one family of God where anybody in the family of God truly been born again, truly received what Jesus has done, uh, are part of that church. Let's read back in verse 17. It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. Verse 18, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ and God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. Who's us? The church. Verse 19, for God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them, And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. Who's that? The church. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Notice that. We speak for him. What are we speaking? We're we're reconciling. We're the messengers of reconciling, telling people, to come back to God we're we're letting people know there's a way to God his name is Jesus and you just need to receive what he's done let's look at first Timothy 3 verse 14 first Timothy 3 verse 14 it says these things I write to you Though I hope to come to you shortly, but if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth, of the truth, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in glory. Just in a nutshell, what happened with Jesus. But go back to verse 15. It says, but if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. What's the pillar and ground of the truth? The church of the living God. If you've been born again, if you have believed on Jesus, if you've accepted his work, then you are part of the church. And it says here, the church of the living God is the pillar and the ground of the truth. In the NIV, it says, If I am delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. In the Amplified Classic, the second part of that says, uh, that you may know how people ought to conduct themselves in the household of God, which is the, true, the church of the living God, the pillar and stay, the prop and support of the truth. This is the church. Here it says the pillar and the prop and support, the stay of the truth. And the CEB It says, if I am delayed, you'll know how you should behave in God's household. It is the church of the living God and the backbone and support of the truth. In the NRSV, it says, if I am delayed, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and bulwark of the truth. And when I was looking at this, that's the word that resonated with me the most. And you see these different facets of what he's trying to convey. This really brings out what I believe this passage is saying. In the picture, all these have different parts and you'll see that. But a bulwark is a solid wall-like structure. One meaning is a solid wall-like structure raised for defense, a rampart. It can be a breakwater, a seawall. It's a strong support or protection. A bulwark is and has been applied to various defensive structures. Now, historically, if you go, of course, there's a lot of progress been made, you know, over time and um, in different ways. So, you know, this is a newer word, but it's also used uh, in different places in Scripture. But it's a picture. It's what it meant. It was there before, you know, back in Bible times, and it's here. It just maybe wasn't called that and whatever. But here, this is used to describe what this concept is. So listen to this. It's a various defensive structures as a wall intended to keep out an enemy, a structure of logs, earth, or stones from behind which defenders can safely attack besiegers or an assaulting force, and a breakwater or seawall. The term is also extended to a person or a thing regarded as a firm, steadfast, or powerful defense or defender. It can be applied, I want to read that again, to a person or a thing regarded as a firm, steadfast, or powerful defense or defender. Some synonyms bastion of bulwark castle so this is all in what what this is and as we're reading this the Bible says here the church the different words that we've read is the ground of truth is the pillar the foundation of truth is the stay the prop the support the bulwark of truth and keep that in mind as, you, as we're reading these words it's the bastion the castle citadel Rampart, fort, fortification, fortress, stronghold. Recognize some of these words just throughout Scripture? You know, the Lord is our stronghold, rampart, fortress. Bunker, brace, buttress, framework, mount, prop, stay. You heard some of those words in these different translations? Cornerstone, foundation, ground, underpending, backbone, the picture in these different ways, you know, it can be can be a structure that's used used defensively throughout walls that are to keep the enemy out, to keep things safe. You know, walls around cities, walls that are using a defensive position. They evolved into where they would stick out and you could attack and, and defend at the same time. When you look at a seawall, you, you see these. Could be rocks, could be uh, actual manufactured or cut stone, but just massive walls to do what? Keep the water from overflowing and destroying. This is the picture of what the church is, and it's for the truth. It says the truth, the, the church. Is the pillar and the ground of truth in the world. The churches. Who's the church? We are. We are. And we're to carry the truth of God, not somebody else's truth, not some somebody what somebody said is truth. It is the truth of the living God. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the word of the living God. God has put the church as the foundation, as the support, as the prop, as the ground, as the stay, as the bulwark to hold truth in this world. That's us. Now there's going to come a day where we're out of here, and then it's just like taking the wall down in the sea and just, it's just going to run rampant. It's like lowering the defenses around a city when it's surrounding surrounded that's the picture right now the church is what's staying the church is what's propping is what's holding up and being a light for the truth it's not a building it's not some just uh, ideal organization its people in this realm see we're commissioned to go into this realm and what Share the gospel. Preach the remission of sins. Go and make disciples of all nations. That's the church extending the church, sharing truth and holding up truth and being a firewall for truth in this world. Matthew 16, verse 17, Jesus said this. He said, said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, or hell, shall not prevail against it. What? The church. There's an attack. There is a push from evil in the world. But the church... Will not be conquered, hell shall not prevail against it. In the NLT, it says, Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Well, what's going on? All powers of hell aren't going to conquer what? The church. The church is holding up the truth. And the truth is in the world. It's not going to be conquered. The church will not be conquered. The truth will not be conquered. God has placed a firewall in the earth. He's placed a wall made of living stones. That's you and me. You say, well, it's the wall. It's that part of the wall. No, you're part of the wall. I'm part of the wall. You, your light and your life Is part of that firewall, that bulwark, wherever you are, you're part of it in the world to hold up and to prop up truth, the gospel. And not just hold, we're to go into all the world and share and to defend truth, which is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the eternal word of the living God. He flows through living vessels. The Bible said, Jesus said, the truth will make you free. How's the truth going to get to people? It's through the church. See, it's not just ideas that will make people free. It's not just theories. It's not, you know, programs. It's the church of the living God. The truth is what is going to set people free, and the church is the conduit whereby that truth is transmitted is conveyed it's not just a, an idea that you know people say, well I've just I need help you need the truth you need the gospel you need Jesus that's what we need and the church is the conduit through which that's going to be transmitted Colossians 1 verse 3 It says, we give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel which has come to you. How did this come to you? Stop right there. How, how did this come... They heard, they heard before the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you. That's how it comes to everybody through men and women sharing the truth. Somebody said, well, I, I just don't have enough knowledge to share. If you are a Christian, you have enough truth in you to share it with somebody else. You got born again somehow. The truth that is in you that is changing your life is what we need to share. You don't need to preach a sermon of something that you read somewhere else that could help somebody, but what is working in your life, what truth has come to you and that has impacted your life because the truth will set you free. It will make you free. The truth of the gospel. Just the fact that you know If you've come to know the Lord Jesus, then you know that He is the way to God, that through Him is remission of sins, that He has reconciled the whole world, and you believe that that was for you. So just the fact that you're in the family of God and part of the truth means you've accepted that measure of truth, and that right there can impact somebody's life for eternity. Just that. Don't ever say, I don't have enough to give or I have nobody to share. You have it if you've believed you have the truth in you, and that truth can change somebody's life. Amen. You don't have to go through 57 scriptures necessarily in order to reach somebody. You just telling them what happened in your life, your testimony is more powerful than anything. Uh, that somebody else has done, you trying to relay what somebody else has done versus your testimony. Your testimony is always going to be powerful because it's what you know. Sometimes we're trying to regurgitate something else, and that's not necessarily bad, and and we disqualify ourselves from just being real and sharing what God has done. It doesn't have to be Christian easy. It doesn't have to be in you know, theological tones. You just talk to somebody in reality of what God has done for you. Nobody can steal that from you. Nobody can really debate it. They can't steal your testimony. You have enough truth in you as a Christian to be part of what God is doing on the earth and to share truth with people god can use truth when his truth is shared the holy spirit is there to back it up and to amplify it you know i I was given a card one time um i believe it was when i was graduating from rhema i think it was our neighbors I, i know it was our neighbors across the street got to know these people uh, they were from Texas, happened to be living across the street when we were there in Broken Arrow and um, just got to know them. You know, they had little kids, too, and our kids were, you know, Andrew was born in, in uh, Oklahoma. So by the time we left, he was two and Brianna was four. So it was, you know, we had young children. They had young children, got to know them. But anyway, they gave me a card, graduation card. And it had this um, you know, had words in it that, that painted this picture. And um, let's see if I can remember how it went, I won't get it exact. But, you know, it was this person walking through the forest and they they pushed on this little tree and they easily moved. Just a you know, a little sapling. And then they they went up to another tree. It was a huge oak tree. And they're like, there's no way I could do anything with that and move that. And they felt impressed to push on anyway. And they pushed, and to their utter surprise, the thing moved, swayed. And they said, I didn't know I was that strong. And and looked up, and the Lord showed them it wasn't you. And look up, there was the wind pushing it. The way it made it look like that oak tree that's immovable was moving—like they couldn't have a strength. Sure, they could push over this little sapling. There's no way physically they could even you know, budge a millimeter of that oak tree, but they pressed on it. But the wind was blowing up here, and it made it look like it moved. Nothing they could do in their own strength. And said so that is what God could do through a person. Well, don't ever deny, well, I just have this little bit of truth. I don't know that it would impact anybody. It's not you. You're not depending on, you might look in a situation and go, I have nothing to say to this person. I'm not in the same walk of life as this person. They wouldn't listen to me. That's not what you're listening to. You listen to what is God saying, because one word from you, with the help of the Holy Spirit, could change somebody's life forever. Maybe they just need a word from you. And you're thinking, oh, no, they need this dissertation to talk. You know, they, that's what they need. And if you try to do that, you're just going to make a mess of it. If it's not what God is telling you, what we need to do is, Lord, what would you say? And then get in line with what him, because that's where the push is. Right. Your little thing. See, he just needs your voice to share something of the truth so that he can do the work. We're ambassadors of him, not the other way around. So what we try to do sometimes is, I'm going to do this, Lord, help me. See, that's the wrong thing. You say, what are you doing? I'm going to just be your voice. And now you already know that power is there. See, we, the church is the defender of his truth, not your truth trying to get God to help you. Do we just get lines, well, I don't know all the truth. Well, duh, nobody knows all the truth. <laughs> if you think you know, you don't know as you ought to know. You know, when somebody really thinks they know you, that's usually a sign, no, you really don't know. And the longer you go, you realize you don't know hardly anything. And compared to God, we know basically zero. Rounding down, it's not zero, you know, it's it's nothing. We know nothing. And the Bible says we're, we're, we only know in part. We need to understand that. But that part God will use to get his work done on the earth, amazingly. Yes, that's right. So I don't know everything. Well, Whit, you're not going to know everything, so waiting and going to help. You might know a little more, but how do you know the little bits you do know is all it's going to take to get somebody on the right track, and then they can start growing and growing and, and uh, developing in the truth. Don't ever disqualify yourself and say, well, I just, you know, I'm just, I just don't have enough Bible knowledge. You have enough Bible knowledge if you're a Christian to get born again. Somebody shared something with you. Something's working in your life at work. Something's working in your marriage. Something's working in your relationship with your kids. Something's working in your body. Any little bit, You just need to, we just need to hook up with God and say, Lord, is there something I should say? Well, you don't, you know, don't listen to the voice. You don't have anything to say. You don't know enough. You know, that's a tactic to keep you in your closet for the rest of your life until you know enough. Well, then it might be too late. You're leaving. And then you realize, I really didn't know anything anyway. I should have been just using what I knew because I didn't know anything. Imagine we're going to walk around heaven going, good night. Jesus, I, I, I knew nothing. You know, I knew nothing. We're going to be faced with the splendor Amen. of Almighty God. We're going to realize how dark this earth is and how messed up it is, and we're waiting to get everything shined up before we did anything with it. You know, no, right now, God is on the throne, and He is the Almighty. We're just the conduits that he's chosen in the world to use. That's humbling. So what are we to do? Well, the truth is not going to propagate itself on the earth. (laughs) People can stumble across it, but the way it's transmitted is through people just like you and just like me. Let's continue reading here. Verse 5, Because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, verse 6, which has come to you, as it also has in all the world. Notice that again. Which has come to you. The truth of came the truth of the gospel came it came through people something people can be going through stuff and then the truth comes and pe- we, we can we can discount what that means when the truth comes to somebody because the truth if it's if it's the true true truth the, the truth of the gospel, the truth of Almighty God, it carries with it the anointing of the Word of God and the power of God to do something in their life, and when it comes to somebody that's dealing with problems like they are all over the world right now, it brings a punch to say there is something beyond what you're seeing, whether they know what they're hearing, whether they know what they're under, they, they don't fully understand it. They, there is a punch there to enlighten them to see that God is real and He's true and the gospel is the only way. Just a little bit from you can be like, for that moment, their eyes, their truth is trying to penetrate the darkness. Now it may shut down, it may come in, it goes back, That you walk away. This is the battle in the earth. That's what's going on. The devil is trying to darken. The truth is pushing the the, the dark back. You sharing a little bit of truth as as a part of the church gives the Lord an opportunity to push back that darkness and so that light can shine on somebody's understanding so that if they choose right, if faith will come, whether they act on it or not is another thing, but a little bit of truth brings them closer. Now they can close it down. But what if somebody else comes and they they see and they're like, you know, they're open and they're almost, but. But then somebody just shares their truth, says something. I'm not, you know, the truth, but the truth that they know gives another opportunity. And over time, maybe that veil is getting thinner to where, let's say other people have shared and then you say something little and they see. And they're like, all those little bits add up. And they weren't anything and of themselves, but they had the punch of the Holy Spirit behind them. And all of a sudden, you say something, and they see, and they say, I believe. And they act, and somebody just came in the kingdom of God. And it wasn't somebody, nobody can take credit, said it was my great theology that I gave this dissertation. It was just they shared something from their heart in love, not trying to direct and correct and tell people where they're wrong, because nobody needs that, and that just will bring the darkness right back. But they just shared, and all of a sudden, the light of the gospel shined. Isn't that what the Bible said? That the devil, in, in I believe it's 2 Corinthians 4, 4 has blinded people eye, people's eyes, lest the God of this world, the devil, lest the light of the gospel should shine on them. Well, what's the light? It's the truth. Shine, 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 shine. Then somebody says, I see. Now, they can, of course they can reject. But the light has to come. The truth has to come. It doesn't just come because it's sitting in a book somewhere. So, you know, that book, somebody, somebody made that book. Even that's an act. Somebody can stumble across something. But the greatest, one of the greatest um, ways somebody can receive it is, is through a person sharing what they know because you're in front of them. You're a voice. You're the church. You're a conduit. At that point, you're a living vessel. God's not limited by something static. He can share with them and prompt you and, and help you to say the right thing when you had no clue what you were going to say when you started. You just felt impressed you needed to just say something. God can open the way. You start pushing on that tree. With, you're like, there's no way. And you're like, good night, it moved. What? You, you started talking to somebody. And you're like, there's no way. But you feel impressed. You say something. It starts opening up. We're to work with Him. Let's continue. Let's see if we can get past this verse. Verse 5, because of the hope which is laid up for you, in heaven of which you heard before in the world or in the word of the truth of the gospel which has come to you as it all has in all the world and is bringing forth fruit as it also among you as it is among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth since the day you heard and you knew the grace of God in truth Somehow it came, and that's the way it's going to come to somebody else. That truth and knowing, wait a minute, which is what it said in 2 Corinthians. God has reconciled the whole world. That includes me. I can call now. It's not somewhere down the line. And to act on it and to come into the light. Praise God. Praise you, praise you, praise you, Lord. <clears throat> Let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14. It says, Remind them of these things, charge them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit, to the ruin of the hearers, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness. This applies to us all. Paul is talking to 2 Timothy, who's a young pastor. But let's look at verse 14 again. says, remind them of these things, charge them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God. Notice he said, don't strive about words to no profit in verse 14. See, speaking the truth doesn't mean getting in an argument. We'll read more about this. Verse 15, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness. Shun profane and idle babblings. Meaningless talk. So we're supposed to share the truth. We're supposed to Yield to the Holy Spirit within us as the church to share the truth. We're supposed to uphold the truth, but we're supposed to do it. Anything we do has to be done with love, and the conduit has to be love. If it's, well, I'm going to share the truth, you can get, you can fall in the ditch. I just don't know enough, so I'm not going to say, anything well like we said no you share what you know on the other hand people can say well I know lots and these people just need to hear it so I they need to hear the truth yeah they do but we got to do it in love we are the church is the foundation of truth but God is love You know you can weaponize truth in any area. Something's true, you can tell your spouse something. It's true, but you just made it a weapon. You didn't say it right, you said it hard, and you can take it, and it's true, and you're speaking truth, but you're beating somebody senseless with it. Do it with your kids. Do it with your friend. You can take truth, you're going to tell them the truth. They just need to hear the truth. Okay. But is it in love? Because if it's not in love, it's not the way God would say it. And it's not going... What, so you can beat somebody over the head with truth and drive them away from Jesus. Jesus. Sharing the gospel and driving them straight into the corner, never want to hear about Jesus again. Now they're going to have to come around and hear all these things before they even remotely want to hear anything that sounds like the gospel because somebody tried that once. Nobody, they don't want to hear anything about the truth. Well, they need to hear this. <laughs> God's looking at the whole world going, they need to hear and they need to bow their knee. But there's a way to get through to people, and then there's a way that can drive them away. Let's look at this, Ephesians 4.11, then we'll go back to some of these other verses, but we have better context here. Ephesians 4.11 says, And he himself gave some to apostles, some prophets, or some, he gave some to be apostles, prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, verse 12, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry... For the edifying of the body of Christ, verse 13, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Verse 14, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. This is the part I wanted to get to, verse 15. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. And then it says, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causing growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Edifying means building up. But verse 15 says, speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things, who is the head of, uh, is the head Christ. Now, of course, in context, he's talking about the ministry gifts and growing up the body of Christ, but this applies to anybody. I mean, it's never a time where you're supposed to speak the truth not in love. This applies to everybody. Well, well, I'm not not an evangelist, so (laughs) I have a license. I'm just going to let it rip. (laughs) Well, I'm not an apostle, so I'm not in the pulpit, so, you know, I can speak the truth and Beat your brains out with it. No, this applies to everybody. We are, as the church, we are the support of truth on the earth, but we are the commission to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the goal is to bring people into the kingdom. Not just to voice truth for the sake of voicing truth. Because that becomes, like it says in 1 Corinthians, whatever we speak, even we speak eloquently, if it's not done in love, it just becomes a clanging cymbal. It just becomes noise. We don't want our sharing of the truth just to become noise. Then what are we sharing? What are we doing? We're not really upholding truth at that point. We're actually doing damage to the cause. So being a speaker of truth, there's a a song called History Maker. Awesome song, back in the late 90s, rock band Delirious. There's a line that says, I want to be a history maker in this land. I want to be a speaker of truth to all mankind. Speaker of truth. That's really part of what we are. The church is the upholder of truth. So, speaker of truth. Speaker of truth and speaker of God's gospel and what He has done and to bring people, we're to reconcile people back to God, not throw truth bombs to people and blow them away for 20 years. They just need a good dose of the truth. That'll show them. (laughs) Uh 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 They are so wrong. Yes, we are the support of the truth. We are holding back. But let's be careful, you know. You can find one ditch or the other, like, like we were saying earlier. You, I don't have anything to give, so I'm not going to say anything. That's one ditch. No, nope. we say what the Holy Spirit would have us to say. He'll bring things through us. He can be used. On the other hand, I know the truth, and people are going to hear the truth, whether they want to hear it or not. And if we get in an argument, fine, because I'm right, because I have the truth, and I'm an upholder of truth. See, the Word says we're the bulwark of truth, so here we go. Bring it. Okay, well, uh, that, that could drive people away from the truth because the Bible does not tell us to go into all the world and argue. The Bible doesn't tell us to go into all the world and belittle people because they don't know the truth and they're stupid. Do you see any of this going on or not? That's not, that's not God's way. God said... Yes, we are the upholder of truth. We are supposed to uphold the, word, the, the truth. We, the church is the support of truth on the earth. But the Bible also said we are to walk in love, and we have to keep in mind our true mission. What's our real mission? We're to reconcile people to God. We want the truth that we share to bring them closer to God, not to get caught up in arguing for the sake of arguing. Let's look at uh, 2 Timothy 2, verse 23, a little bit further down than what we read earlier. It says, but avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach. Now, wait a minute. What did it just say? <laughs> a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all. Now, he's talking, uh, you know, specific. Well, that applies to, to everybody. I mean, different places in First and 2 Timothy, he's talking about those in the ministry we just read in Ephesians. But these, these things, they apply to everybody. This says, a servant of the Lord, must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach patient, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, notice it said in humility, (laughs) correcting those that are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the, what? Truth. Truth. What's the pathway, though, there? Not quarrel, be gentle to all, able to teach, patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. What is humility, especially in this context? What are we talking about? Knowing that if it wasn't for the grace of God when I heard, I wouldn't be here anyway, so I'm realizing what's actually going on. Not going in thinking, well, I know the truth. You need to know the truth, and I'm going to shove it down your throat because I am God's man. I'm God's woman, and I'm here to straighten you out. Humility is going, man, if I hadn't heard, I'd be a wreck. I wouldn't have been able to see. Thank God for his mercy. Is there any way, God, I can be a conduit so that the darkness that's blinding somebody can be lifted so that they can come to the truth? I'm working for you. What should I do? How should I handle this? In any interaction, we ought to be thinking, this person Jesus died for. <laughs> Whether it's your spouse, your coworker. See, we can have the tendency, we're talking about being commissioned, we're talking about being the upholder of God's truth, interacting with people in our world, But we have to keep in mind, no matter when we're, whoever we're interacting with, Christian, non-Christian, that the other person Jesus died for, and we want to make sure how we're talking is in love and able to be used by the Lord to cut through darkness so that the truth can be made manifest. Let's read this again. Verse 24, a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. This is a a picture of what is going on behind the scenes all the time, wherever we're going. This is the the battle on earth. It's not some of the superficial things we can get involved with, and not even so superficial. So there are things that are very important. Uh, And and the Bible does not teach us just to, to let go of the truth and not contend for the truth, absolutely. But notice how we're supposed to do it. And there can be a tendency, you know, to mock, to belittle people that don't have the truth. I'm talking about Christians. I'm talking about Facebook and Instagram and memes and saying, you know, this elected official is an idiot and this, this, and this, and this, and we're going to share this and isn't this stupid. Is that sharing the gospel in humility? Is that it might be the truth, but is it going to help somebody? Is it what God had intended when He said, "You're the upholder of truth. Go into all all the world and preach the gospel." Some people have weaponized It's, it's tempting in the world because you know the devil's crafty. The game is you just sit down and not do anything. Another avenue is weaponize the truth to blow up stuff. And we're not careful. We can fall into that being like, well, I'm going to blow up stuff. I'm authorized to blow up stuff. (laughs) I'm a speaker of truth. I don't care who gets in the way. Now, does it mean that we don't stand up for the truth? Of course not. We're supposed to contend for the truth. We should, we can talk about truth. We can share the truth in all ways, but nowhere in the Bible does it say, blittle, mock, blow stuff up so that, you know, we're just going to, tear people down and whatever. That doesn't mean you roll over and just don't stand up. No, of course, you stand up for what needs to be stood up for, but there's a way to do that. Is there or not? Is the Lord Jesus, you're not talking about, some people say, no, that's just being cowardly. The Bible doesn't, is, that's not what the Bible's saying. Is Jesus a coward? Is he rude? Does he mock the people that he came to die for? See, there's a line. Done about upholding truth. But there's a lot of weaponized truth in the world. And people, it's easy, people say, well, I, you know, basically I'm authorized to do this. Condoned. I can just and get in arguments. The Bible says at the point where you're arguing about something and not just talking about facts, usually. There's no change going on on either side. People are just wanting to spout their knowledge. Is that true or not? Brother Hagin said early in his, um, when he was growing up or when he was starting out, he would get in debates. He loved to debate. And then he realized this is doing absolutely no good. They don't actually want to know anything. They come to him for a question And then you start talking, and two hours later, they're not changed. He's not changed. Nothing happened. And he's like, I'm done with that. If you want to talk about truth and you want to actually know, that's one thing. We'll talk. You just want to argue so you can go down your talking points and I'll go down mine. This is a waste of breath. We could be using that time for something else. And there's a lot of wisdom in that. Let's read this this part again before we go on. Verse 24, And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. So there's a way to share. Everything that we do on the earth is a rep, as a Christian is a representation of our Lord. Everything. So as we are behaving, so this is kind of sometimes, we're talking about reaching the world. We're talking about being commissioned. We're talking about upholding truth. When we share with people, and we're talking to people, we want to make sure we're doing it in line with the Holy Spirit, and what, working with Him, and not, in that part, just doing our own agenda. Like, well, I'm not in sharing God mode, so, kind of looking for a fight here. I'm just sharing this other stuff, and I, you know, it's okay if I get agitated and just go, but, you know, I'm... Think about it this way: If somebody were filming you doing that, is that is that representative? Is it representative of sometimes what you know what we would uh, say to somebody or you know argue with somebody, not Christian, get into a mode where we're just going to speak the truth? But is it representative of Jesus? Because our Role here on the earth is to be a representative of him, be a speaker of truth, be an upholder of truth, and to bring people into the kingdom of God while we're doing it, not drive them away or belittle somebody. 1 Timothy 6, verse 3. mic drop <laughs> no there, there can be there's a lot of useless words in the world that's not helping anybody and we've all all probably done it all of us and there's a you know there's a, a push in some you know it's it's kind of a free-for-all in the world At this point, there's so much stuff that's gone on and so much polarization that's gone on and so much mistrust that's gone on that it's kind of like, you know, people are feeling more and more licensed just to let it all hang out and just to, well, you know, you don't disagree with me, so it's all right just to be rude and everything. It's not. Not for a Christian. And I'm not talking about being a sissy and just like, well, we just can't sit. No, but it's not to be a complete jerk either. The Bible doesn't tell us that. We're supposed to be still kind, patient, humble. Long-suffering. Believing the best. Can push on your patience. Granted. But just because stuff is pushing, we're talking about being a witness, okay, in this world, in 2021. We're supposed to reach people that don't know God, that are exposed to all kinds of ideas, maybe for hours a day, that are godless, ideas that are false, ideas that are lies. They have a mindset. They're they're clouded. They're taken captive by the devil. It is not going to cut through a lot of that to throw a bomb in their face and tell them they're stupid. That's not the best way to reach them. You already know what's going on. You already know there's a shroud of darkness. That just makes the darkness grow because they just like, well, you're an idiot. I don't want to hear anything you're going to say. I don't, yeah, and they put you over here. Well, what goes with that? The gospel. We're to reach our world where we live. The reality Talking to people with respect, with not I know everything and I have the truth and let's see if I can get to you. Do you understand a lot of people in the world that aren't Christians look at Christians like they're the ones that need to be saved in 2021? They think you and me are ignorant and need to be talk some sense into so if you got two people coming along, one person says, oh, "I'm going to show you the truth and it's the gospel." Other people is like, "You know, you're in some weird belief," and you come and have a you start agitating. There's nothing good that's going to come from that. Versus sharing with somebody on a level where they're really at like a human being understanding there's a devil in the world that has propagated a bunch of lies and that people have believed lies and how can i be used if at all to cut through that stuff and it's not going to be a lot of times an abrasive hit it is going to be somehow love Amen. well this is what god did in my life not this is what he's done in my life and you need it well pfft, wall. But there's a lot of that that's modeled. If you're on social media at all, and I'm not, a lot, but, you know, we have accounts for the church. So then, you know, you go on to look at stuff. Just tons of that stuff. And people, I would agree with their sentiment. I'm agreeing with what they're saying, the truth. But it's mocking, belittling. This is stupid. These these people are idiots. All this stuff. Where is that in the Bible? Where is it? well it's okay because we're right really is that the way jesus would act so when we're walking what do we want to do be a representative of him that takes wisdom self-control bible said you know jesus said um wise as serpents gentle as dove you're not stupid you know what's going on. It's not like you just stick your head in the sand, but you also, you understand where people are coming from, but you also know the greater, the, the greater issue at hand. How do I reach you? Because that's my commission. That's what I'm supposed to do. Not build a club or a, a platform where I can just weaponize stuff. So we are going to be used to uphold the truth. Not a certain philosophy, not a certain organization, not a certain person. It's all supposed to be about the Lord. And of course, we operate in a natural world, and we need to support certain things and ideas and concepts. It is all subservient to the truth. And it's done in love with the truth on the throne and everything else is an outflow of that. It doesn't get pushed aside because what we need to take care of this and it's a side thing, but this is what's happening. So we're going to jettison everything else and it's okay to weaponize truth. This is important because we all deal with we all live in a natural world with people. We're surrounded by people that have been influenced by the world. And it's you know you know what Satan's doing in the world. So that's who we're dealing with. That's the people we're dealing with. So how do we behave as if that's not true? You know, if you start pushing on something where somebody already believes a certain way, it just pushes them further. Stirring stuff up. Going down certain, that, that's not helpful. That's not going to help anybody. we got to understand what, no, the devil, you, you're, you're seeing how the devil is working behind stuff and in the world. And you know there's deception and you know there's lies and you know there's deceit and you know there's propaganda. So we got to go in with the truth in a knowledgeable, loving way to try to get people out of that snare, not drive them further into the snare. Or they got to hear from somebody else because we are conduits. Amen. Amen. God is good. Yes. We are His church. We have a mission in 2021 to share the gospel, to share the truth, to be the upholder of the truth amen. He'll use us. He'll use what we have in us. He'll use our testimony. And as we flow with Him in a loving way, in a respectful way, then we can maximize how He can work through us. Not everybody would receive. Some people may, it's like, they're not going to receive anyway. But the how could I get through how can you use me to get through? That's our intent. When we go in a situation, not how I can blow something out, how can I actually get it to where somebody sees? Is there any way, Lord? And he can help us, and he'll use us more than we could have believed would be possible in certain situations. Amen?